sake of having the argument about who's the best conference right now, it's, it's, it's really not that close. The SEC is the best conference. Saturdays in the SEC. Uh, we're doing a little mini pod here. You know, week two, college football, we're going to give a little bet picks. It's just me this week, Cam. He's been busy, so we're just going to give a little quick episode this week, just giving our bet picks and talking about um, the uh, Alabama-Texas game and the uh, Tennessee and Florida game. Those are pretty much the biggest games in um, the SEC this week. And honestly, the Texas-Bama game's more of a logo game or a helmet game is what people call it because I think Bama's going to win by 100. But, I mean, that's just the reality of the world we live in right now and nobody else is up to the standard of Alabama, especially outside of the SEC. Um, Texas will be there eventually, and I'm not saying about the SEC. I think that they'll eventually be at that standard. Maybe not the standard of dominance as regular as Bama has, but I believe they're going to be up at that standard where they're going to be a a top-tier program in college football competing for a national championship, you know, throughout the years more than one time. That's what I predict with Steve Sarkeesian. He's he's got his vision of what he wants that program to be, and he said he's starting to get happier, and it's starting to turn to what he wants it to be and how he wants it to be. So that can only be good when the coach has full control of his program and no distractions. He's usually going to get, you know, the best out of the guys that he gets, and, and he's usually going to have a successful program. Um, you know, you can look at, obviously, Nick Saban. You can look at Kirby Smart. You can look at Dabo Sweeney, things along those lines. Um, but but moving into that game, um, I, I really expect Alabama to just purely dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. I really uh, say that because – this Texas O line is starting two true freshmen. I believe they have three freshmen on the starting on the offensive line, but I believe, I know that two of them are true freshmen. And you got Dallas Turner and Will Anderson on on either side of you. They're going to dominate all game. Quinn Ewers is going to be on his back probably six or seven times. They're going to pile up the sacks against this guy. Um, I, I don't really know what anyone truly expects i can't honestly i can't believe that the the line is as low as it is i know that 20 points isn't necessarily that low and i know that bama's going on the road but i i think i think that bama's going to cover this point spread by by one or two possessions i i really think by two possessions i think they'll win by 10 or more points I, i genuinely feel that way i don't understand why other people don't see it that way i thought that the bama's um point spread would go up a little bit with with the money that was going to fall to him. But, you know, I was wrong, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll take a Bama minus 20 all day because that's just free money going to be handed to me. I think Bryce Young is going to have an amazing day. I, would, I am interested to see how B. John Robinson does. I, I, you know, I just talked about how <clears throat> Texas's offensive line is young and they're inexperienced. And you got Bama's defense, who might be one of the best defense that Nick Saban's ever coached, if not the best defense Nick Saban has ever coached. So, I mean, that doesn't match up for a good day for B. John Robinson or, or Quinn Ewers or anybody on the Texas uh, offense. But I'm excited to see Xavier Worthy, Worthy and what he can do when he gets the ball or if he gets the ball in his hands, if that opportunity is given to him, if Quinn Ewers is able to get rid of the ball, which I expect Texas to do nothing but, you know, two-step drops, get the ball out quick, not give Alabama any time to get pressure on the quarterback or to sack the quarterback, things along those lines, or or, or disrupt the play by hitting the quarterback or pressuring the quarterback out of the pocket because I think that Texas is going to be game planning on to get the ball out of Quinn Ewers' hands so quick. And so it's going to come, and that's going to 
be necessary to establish a run game, to have that happen and to be able to do that. But I just don't see this young offensive line being able to establish a run game and to be able to hold control for four quarters especially. Maybe early on because they'll be jacked up. I just don't see it happening for four quarters and them to be able to sustain at the level they need to 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 make it a competitive game and to give their offense a chance to keep them in the game. I just don't see it happening. I think Bama's going to force two turnovers, whether that be two picks, two fumbles, whatever. I, I think they're going to have a pick because I think Quinn Ewers is going to get you know flustered. This is the biggest game he's ever played in. It's only his second college game ever. But he was a five-star for a reason. You know, he's a, he's a big-time recruit. I think he's going to do good things there. But, I mean, this is such a big game to be thrust into. And I just think it can be too much for people. And I think it's going to be too much for him Saturday. I do think it's kind of whacked that the Million Dollar Band's not getting to go. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't think it's going to make a difference at all. It's going to be very hot there. But I think Bama's going to come in and, and handle business. But another game that I want to get to is the, the t- Kentucky and Florida game. Going down to the swamp, uh, you know, in, my, in our preseason predictions, I predicted Kentucky to go eleven and one, and I'm vastly was vastly mistaken on that. And I I take that back. I took it back last episode. I said I'm, I want to redraw on that. Um, Kentucky, their offensive line, man, it it is not good. They they're young in some areas, but they also they just could not get a push. I mean, they didn't run the ball extremely well last week against Miami of Ohio, and that's a problem. Florida's defense looked better than I expected them to. They were able to, you know, control the run game for a decent part of the game last week. They did a pretty good job. I mean, they only allowed 23 or 26 points, something along those lines. They did allow them to drive the length of the field at the end, but they were able to, you know, force a turnover at the end of the end zone when it mattered. But I, I just don't see Kentucky being able to push this Florida defense around with with Kentucky's offensive line. They got some, they got some problems there. They're, they're not great, but. They do have really good wide receivers. You know, Tavion Robinson is the um, transfer we've talked about multiple times on this podcast from Virginia Tech. He's a senior. Last week he had six catches for 136 yards. And then you got the freshman, Dane Key, who I talked about in the preseason uh, podcast, homegrown body from, from Kentucky. He's, he had four catches of 53 yards last week and one touchdown. And then Barry and Brown, uh, he had three catches last week for 45 yards. So they've got some guys who can put up some numbers and who can go out there and compete and compete at a high level and do what you need them to do. I just don't know that this offensive line is going to be able to give Will Levis the time he needs to to make to go through his progressions and make these plays and, and make his passes. But also, Kentucky is without Chris Rodriguez, their running back. He's still suspended due to some off-the-field issues this past summer. So Kentucky is still leaning heavily on uh, Cavassier Smoke and Lavelle Wright. He's a Lavelle Wright is a freshman, so they didn't like I said they didn't run the ball really well last week. I can only expect this Florida defense to be much better than that Miami of Ohio defense last week, which they did throw the ball a fair amount last week. And I, I do like Will Levis. I'm high on him, but he didn't impress me a whole lot last week the way that a guy of that I expected him to be like would. But, you know, getting into our, our bet picks, I'm going to go over Cam's first. He, you know, he sent me these, and, and we'll have these out on Twitter too, so you can keep up with them on the weekend. You know, go in, see what we, we had. If you don't want to uh, filter through all of this every single time that you're going back to look for a bet, we'll have them on Twitter. But Cameron's uh, bets this week, tonight for tonight's game, he, UCF is playing Louisville, and he has UCF covering minus six. Uh, he has Bama minus 20 tomorrow versus Texas. He has Florida minus six, Tennessee minus six and a half versus Pitt. Arkansas and South Carolina are playing. He has the over in that game at 53. He took it at over 53. 
Stanford USC, he has USC at minus nine and a half. That line's actually down to eight and a half, minus eight and a half right now. I took the USC at minus eight and a half myself. So that that line has dropped a little bit, but I still think that Cameron is going to hit it at the minus nine and a half because I, I think that USC is going to beat the absolute crap out of Stanford tomorrow. I don't see it being a game at all. I think Lincoln Riley, it, you know, he, he, that high-powered offense he's got and, and Caleb Williams down there, I don't think they're going to skip a beat. Um, and I think they're going to roll right over Stanford this week. Another game that he's got, he's got the Oregon State and Fresno State game. He's got the over in that game at 60 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go check and see what that over is now because he took these, I believe, uh, a day or two ago. Now, the Oregon State and Fresno State game, yes, it is at 61 and a half now. But, I, I, again, I mean, that's, that is a point. That, that does make a lot of a difference. But Cam took it at uh, over 60 and a half. And then he also has the North Carolina and the Georgia State game. He took that at over 64 and a half. That line is still at 64 and a half. He's got UAB minus six. UAB's taking on Liberty. Um, he's got them minus six. I, I like that. I haven't really looked a whole lot into it, but, you know, go Blazers, hometown team. I love it. And he also has West Virginia minus 13 and a half versus Kansas or against Kansas. Uh, um, it's still at 13 and a half right now. And Cameron's all-day parlay, <clears throat> excuse me, his all-day parlay is Bama minus 20. Tennessee minus six and a half, and West Virginia minus 13 and a half. Now for my bets, I also have the South Carolina and Arkansas over. Me and Cameron have a lot of the same bets this week, and it's kind of funny because we didn't, we both took our bets and then sent them to each other. We didn't tell each other what it was. We haven't really talked about that much other than our podcast earlier this week. We haven't really talked about bets a whole lot this week. We've both been pretty busy, but we both have South Carolina and Arkansas over 53 is when I took it as well. That line is at 53 and a half now. The South Carolina and Arkansas line is. I also took Florida minus six in the Arkansas South Carolina game. I took Sac or excuse me, I took Arkansas minus eight. Uh, right now the line is up to nine and a half, so Arkansas is favored by nine and a half. Uh, that's a little much. I I don't know. I mean, they still can win, you know, by a field goal. That's probably what I think is going to happen. Excuse me, by a touchdown and a field goal, which is what I think is going to happen. Uh, so I mean. You can still take it, I guess, but I just like that. I took it early at the minus eight for Arkansas. I really like that. Uh, I like the Tennessee. I took them minus six as well. I took that along with Cameron. I actually think Cameron might have had it. He took it at six and a half. I, I jumped on it a little earlier than him, and I got it at six. The line, or Actually, I guess I got it a little later than him because the line is down to six now, uh, and it might have gone back down to six. I, I'm not sure when it went up or down, but Cam's got it at six and a half. I've got it at six which makes a difference in, in, in losing money or winning money. You know, you get a little push. That always helps. But I, I'd rather always win the bet, obviously. Now, I've got two bets on the Mississippi State game. They're playing Arizona. I don't understand why the line is so tight. Uh, I think Mississippi State's getting a lot of disrespect. I think Mike Leach and Will Rogers are going to go out here and air it out all over this Arizona team. Arizona's better than what they were last year. But, again, they only won one game last year. I know they won their first game, but I just – I think Mississippi State is going to have a field day with this Arizona team. I took a prop bet, too. I actually have three bets in this game. I took a prop bet uh, that, that a team, either team will score over 40. I think Mississippi State is going to put up 40 themselves. Or that, that one of the teams will score 40 or more, and I think Mississippi State is going to do that. I also took Mississippi State minus 6.5 in the first half, and then I took Mississippi State minus 10.5 for the game. Those lines right now are still the same. I just took those before we started recording. 
I also took Bama minus twenty. Uh, again, I think they're going to cover that 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 uh, point total by by two possessions. I think they win by thirty points or more. Uh, I also uh, I took UCF or excuse me USC minus eight and a half. Cameron had them at um, minus nine and a half, but it's going back. It's going down. It's at, it's at minus eight and a half right now. And then my all-day parlay is the exact same as Cameron's. It's kind of funny that we both took the same all-day parlay because again we did not tell each other what the other one did before we sent it to one another. But uh, our all-day parlay is the same. I have Bama minus 20, Tennessee minus 6, which is a little different because he has Tennessee uh, minus 6.5 there. And then West Virginia minus 13.5. I think they're going to throw the ball all over Kansas. Kansas is a dumpster uh, fire of a football program. So, you know, it is what it is. But I, I do expect Bama to have a big day. I really hope that um, you know, Auburn can can continue to find or, or mesh in their offense and their defense, but really into what we need as a quarterback and who who's going to end up eventually stepping into that role full time as Auburn's quarterback. And if we do have a dual quarterback system all season, and, and if it works, it works. But I think that we're going to try to move to a single quarterback system. So I hope that this week we can eventually or we can continue to move forward and the and makes take steps forward. In that area, uh, I am excited. I'm going to be there. I'm excited about about that. Um, but I, I cannot wait. We're finally getting into some of the good games. Um, you know, SEC play is is finally here. You know, it's going to be here every week from now on. And, and I am super excited about that. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of Saturdays in the SEC. Let's go win some money. See you back next week. Conference right now, it's, it's, it's really not that close. The SEC is the best conference.